Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves if we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Alright, so we are at the last podcast, guys, of 2021. We've made it. You know, this has been a, such a great year with you. Um, you know, we've grown together. We've challenged each other. Um, you know, we've helped each other study. We've, we've actually... Uh, you know, some of us have actually met in person and we've built the relationships through this podcast together. And I've been able to meet some of you and get to know you a little bit better and talk with you and study with you. It's been amazing. You know, we've gotten, you know, monetary supporters of this podcast now. I mean, we're just, the Lord has blessed us um, tremendously. And we're so thankful that we have this avenue where not only we can help us to grow and to get better, but we can help those that don't know Christ to want to know him. And so this has just been an amazing ride with you and we're just getting started. We're just getting started. I know we're we're four years in, but it feels like it's still day one, right? We're still getting started and we still have we still have bigger heights and we still have bigger places to go. So I, I look forward to doing that with you. All right, so with this podcast, we're gonna give a review. So A lot of times we spend a lot of time talking about, you know, self-examining and getting better and that nature, right? And so what we want to do today is I want to look at a couple lessons that I've learned this year, but also a couple things that I want to take into 2022, a couple couple different mindsets that I, I lack this year and I need to get better at in 2022. So maybe you can relate to that, um, as well. And so when this is posted, you know, write down what you've learned in the comments in 2022. Let me know what you learned and I can learn from you and we can all learn together. All right, so so let's look at the first one here. So as we introduce this, here's a general idea. In 20, well, not necessarily in 2021, but in each year, you're always gonna learn three things on a consistent basis. If you love God, you're always gonna learn more about him. You'll learn more about his love for you. You'll learn more about his his care, his discipline, his challenge. Um, you'll learn a lot about God as you study more about him. But then as you study about God, you'll also learn about yourself. You'll learn about your weaknesses. You'll learn about your insecurities, You know what you need to get better at, what you're already good at. Right? You'll learn about a lot of things about yourself. But then number three, each year, you'll also learn a lot about people, right? Maybe in a, in, a, in a good way, but also you'll learn in a bad way about people too. You'll learn about a lot of things, about what people can do, what people are capable of, what, what God is capable of to handle certain things. You'll learn a lot about God, you'll learn a lot about yourself, and you'll learn a lot about people, guaranteed. And so as we kind of look at that overview Here's a couple specific things that I've personally learned in 2021. Um, One lesson that I've learned this year was don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. You know, a lot of times we can we can find ourselves in a state where we're just we're not digressing, but we're also not. We're also not improving either. So we're just kind of floating in the middle. And so Jesus describes that in Revelation as lukewarm, right? You're not hot, but you're not cold either. So you're kind of just in the middle. And I don't want to, I never want to be that in life, just an in the middle guy. 
you know, an in the middle man, an in the middle Christian, an in the middle preacher. You know, I don't want to, if I'm going to be something, or if you're going to be something, just like in Revelation, I at least pick one. If you're going to be cold spiritually, well, just stay cold. But if you're going to be hot, be hot, right? So don't get too comfortable. I was watching a documentary, and those that know me know that I'm a big uh, New England Patriots fan and a big uh, Alabama Crimson Tide fan. And Coach Saban um, and Coach Belichick were talking. And he said a lot of people, um, it, it's it's human nature to survive or just to do the bare minimum to survive. Well, I did just enough to pass. I did just enough to get this job. I did just enough to get this money or just enough to get this, this house. And we're satisfied with getting just enough. But he asked the question, who's going who's gonna to keep increasing when they already get something that they've worked for? Who's going to keep getting better? And both of them being champions, right, collegiate football in the NFL, yeah, I've won Super Bowls. Yeah, I've won national titles. Yeah, but how, how can we get better? How, how are we going to increase? You know, it, it was funny as I'm watching that documentary, um, Belichick always says one, one phrase is around the building everywhere. And it's do your job. Just do your job. And so they've won so many, so many Super Bowls just by having that mantra. And so sometimes I'll look at clips and, and 31 other teams give the same message that the Patriots do. Every coach, every trainer, do your job, do your job. But for everybody else, you can say the right stuff, but they actually do your job. And so don't get too comfortable. I think a lot of times for me, especially this year, I found myself in in spaces where it might not have been for a long period of time, but there's been times where I knew I was getting too comfortable with stuff. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to step on the gas a little bit more. You know, maybe I need to, you know, work a little bit harder. Look, look at this. Look at Luke 2.52. Here's a great example. And again, like we've said always in all of our podcasts together, let's open up our Bibles together and let's study. So in Luke 2.52, I want you to look at this verse. The text says that Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. So that word increase is special. It's actually in the imperfect active in the Greek, which means... That it's continual. So when Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature, it gives off the image of always cutting through. So you ever see those movies where someone's trying to find treasure and they're going through the jungle and they're cutting through with a machete through the bushes to get through where they got to go? So it gives off that image of Jesus increase in wisdom. So Jesus wasn't satisfied with just getting the knowledge that he got when he was 12. He said, no, I want more. I need to get more. I need to know more. He kept cutting through, just like he's cutting through that jungle. So he increased mentally, right, earthly and spiritually. But he also increased in stature. So he he increased physically, but also in favor. That word means in grace, in how you act, your manners, how you treat people. He increased that way with God, but also with man. So noted, Jesus was balanced. He was balanced both ways. So for us, it's it's the same deal. You know, we have to continue to be balanced and keep cutting through. And I think a lot of times and myself included, you know, when I when you kind of look at an overview of where you are in life, you can be like, well, I'm in a better spot than I was last year. 
I'm in a better spot than I was before I got this job. Yeah, you were, but where's that where'd that hunger go? Because remember, you had nothing. Right? Remember, nothing was going right. Don't don't lose that drive. Keep cutting through with your wisdom. Keep cutting through uh in stature and in favor with God and man. Keep going. And then remember Sam and I in Colossians 1. We mentioned in that text, the, the Bible mentions in Colossians 1, that if we if we increase in knowledge, we'll know his will and we'll be able to walk worthy. But again, we have to do our part. So I think a lot of times um, there's been spots this year where I've been a little bit too comfortable and lax in a lot of things, but I, I need to uh, get back on, on track here. So that's the first lesson that I learned in, in 2021. Don't get too comfortable. Second lesson. I learned in 2021 was when you compare, it makes you think wrong about God. You know, we've, we've mentioned this in previous podcasts before, but comparison really is a thief of joy. It really is a thief of joy. Um, and what comparison can do, comparison can give you a wrong view of how God works. So for us, right? If, you know, if 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 there's an example of, uh, you know, I've been working at a company for 10 years. Right. So therefore, I've got my tenure in, in that company. But then someone else comes in and they've been only working for a year, but they get the exact same benefits. They get the same pay. They get the same vacation time that I did. But I had to build up for that. So in our eyes, that's not fair, is it? But that's not how God works. And the the more and the earlier that we can understand that, I think we'll I think we'll stop stressing ourselves out about a lot of things. Because God doesn't view things the way that we do. Right? In that comparison example that I just used, that's how we think God thinks. So this is what the older brother thought. Let's go a couple chapters over together, right? In Luke 15. Let's go there for a quick second. Luke 15, verse 29. So the older brother had this mindset. So remember, obviously the younger went and lived the way that he lived. He lived right his life. But then the older brother was mad that he came back and that he was celebrated when he came back. So verse 29. And he answering said to his father, look how many years I served you. So look at what he's looking at. The older brother this entire time He's spending the time comparing how he's been living and how he's been serving God to how somebody else has. See, when when we do that with our brethren and even with just people and friends in general, then we'll start to blame God. Well, God, that's not fair. Well, that's not we got to stop thinking that's how God works. God doesn't work how we work. So the first thing that he brought up was, well, God, look how long I've served you. So the first thing we bring up is time. Well, I feel like I deserve it because I've been doing this longer than they have. I've been sacrificing longer than they have. Then the second thing, neither have I transgressed at any time your commandment. So then notice he builds his argument. So not only have I, um, how long, I mean, um, not only have I served you forever, but also I've never even sinned while I've served you. So now he's saying, I'm a better person than they are. You see, that's how that's what can happen sometimes. We we can't get into this mindset where we we sit here and we compare with people. And then number three, 
He says, neither you, you didn't give me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. So I was never celebrated like he is. I was never celebrated like she is. But I've been working hard. I've been, I've, I've tried my best not to transgress. But you never celebrated me like you've celebrated him. So in, in our worldview's eyes, and as the, as, the, as the older brother here, he thought, well, God, that's not fair. But that's not how God, that's not how God works. Notice what God thinks. Verse, verse, uh, verse 31. And he said unto him, son, you're forever with me. All I have is yours. But it was necessary or it was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and now he's found. So this shows us here that God doesn't view things like we do. And so he was just happy, the father was just happy that the, that the younger son was back. But the older brother was mad because he spent his time comparing why he should be celebrated like his younger brother. See, a lot of times when we compare, we can get the wrong thinking about God. Well, God, I guess you just care about you care about them more than you care about me. You care about others more than you care about. So then you see you start blaming God and that that never goes well. It never. And then what what happens is we get into this multiverse of thinking. Well, maybe I should do what they're doing. Maybe I should live life exactly how they're living it. Maybe I should just do exactly how they're doing it. Maybe I should do exactly. So then you start you start questioning what you're doing. You're questioning that you should be like some other people. You should be more like them. It's it's too much on you. And it causes too much weight and anxiety on your mind. So instead of comparing, simply just rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those that weep. Comparison, according to Luke 15, it makes you think wrong about God. So this year, you know, comparison is just not it's just not good and it's not healthy mentally. It's it's really not healthy. So I mean just just keep doing the work, keep working hard and you know, I can't say that the Lord's going to do this and this and this, but I can say that the text says in Luke 6 that the Lord will take care of you. Now, how he does that, that's up to him. But never compare what you've got to what other people have because we'll end up like the older brother. Then, then number three, the third lesson that I've learned in 2021 is this is a big one here. The third lesson that I've learned in 2021 is... See who shows up for you. See who shows up for you. Now, really quick, let's preface this because when you look at this on the surface, you can people can think of it as, well, that's that's a selfish mindset to have. You know, we should just focus on everybody else. So let's look at this real quick. Let's look at uh Philippians chapter two quickly. Philippians two. So look at what Jesus did. Verse seven, who made himself of no reputation and he took upon himself the form of a servant, right? And he made himself in the likeness of man. So according to verse seven, what was Jesus? He was a servant. So does being a servant always mean that you just do everything for everyone else and you just drain yourself? 
why why is that that's kind of almost an implied thinking why is it that when you when you take on a job of servitude when you when you take on the um i guess the mantle of servitude that it automatically means that no one's going to care about you because you took this on so you you're supposed to give to everybody else and no one's supposed to do anything for you that's unhealthy it's unhealthy well how do you know that remember in luke when jesus was feeding the 5000 when jesus was preaching when jesus was on the boat you remember the text would always say that sometimes jesus would go away from the multitude and that jesus would go off to himself and he would just pray who was he trying to get closer to to god so when Peter denied him, when Peter betrayed him, when the disciples betrayed him, when everyone else betrayed him, who showed up for Jesus? No one physically, but God showed up for him. Now you think about with Mary and Martha, when Jesus went into that house. You know, you think about what they were doing. If you notice, they were just focused you know, they were focused on everything else, but the servant that served him showed up for Jesus. Sometimes it's important to see in life who shows up for you. It's important to see who genuinely appreciates you and who genuinely celebrates you for real. Not to get something, not to not to show a certain thing, but who shows up for you for real. So, I mean, and, and again, I'll. We need to make this clear as well. We don't do things so that people can do stuff for us. We, we ha Again, like we talked about before, everything is a balance. So we don't do good things to get appreciation. We don't do good things to get pats on the back. We, you know, we don't do things just to get, hey, you're, you're the best thing since sliced bread. We don't do things for flattery. But it is also important to have people who truly support you. It's important to know who they are. And sometimes that list, I don't know about you, but that list is very small. It's very, very small. See who shows up for you. So obviously as a servant, you know, you help people and you celebrate them on their birthday. You celebrate them when a major great thing happens in their life. You celebrate them when they get into relationships. You celebrate them when, when things go right for them at work. You said, but who does that for you? Who celebrates you and who's appreciative of not just your work, but you as a person who appreciates what you do? Sometimes that's very that's that's a simple phrase to say, but that's hard. That's hard to really understand who really appreciates you for for you not to get anything out of you, not to do this. Or I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard sometimes. And, and you even think about the apostles had to go through this in the book of Acts. Remember, uh, the you know, Peter and the apostles there, they had the gift and Simon, the sorcerer, saw the gift and, and Simon wanted the gift for himself so that he can use the apostles gift for his own purposes. But Peter being the, the, the apostle that he was, he said, no, I, I discerned, I discerned your heart and I know that you have the root of bitterness in your heart and you're not using this the right way. You need to repent. You know, when you think about the gifts that um that were that were um 
exercised in the New Testament. Wouldn't it be really cool to have the gift of discernment? I think that, that that's the coolest gift. You know, you, you think about it, you know, you know, someone's motives, you know why they want to use your gift, you know, you know why they want to hang out with you, you know why they're talking to you, you know why, you know everything. That would be the coolest thing, but we don't have that today. So the best thing we can do is we can study scripture, we can study the, the Psalms, we can study Proverbs, we can study the life of Christ, and we can, we can try our best to discern, but sometimes we'll just get it wrong. Sometimes, sometimes we'll get it wrong. But as we look at this, sometimes you have to see who shows up for you. You have to see, and it's, and sometimes it's easy for us to miss it. And so we have to keep our eyes open, right? Who who has, who has really helped and who has really been there to support you? And do I show appreciation to them? Whether that's my family, whether that's my parents, whether that's a person that I know at a congregation, whether that's the elders, whether that's whoever it is. See who shows up for you. That's important. That's very important. And, and that's healthy to see who shows up for you. Because when you give and when you're a servant, it's important for your cup to be full too. So you can keep giving out to others. All right. So as those are, those are just, there's many more lessons that I learned in 2021. But here's a couple of things that I want to do in 2022. Here's a couple of mindsets that I want to have in 2022 moving forward. So you saw what you've learned, but you got to take that stuff and use it and transform it to something greater in 2022. So one, one thing I want to do is I want to have this mindset. The work will come before the belief. The work will come before the belief. Well, what does that mean? Um, many times, and, and again, like we talked about in our introduction, it's just human nature to only believe in something and in someone when you've seen it done before. So, you know, with a track record, right? You see like Usain Bolt and then you're like, well, that record can never be broken. Then someone breaks it and you're like, oh, wow, like it can actually happen. So now I believe it because I saw it happen. You know, um, sometimes what will happen is. Things, even yourself and other people, they won't believe in you until they see the results of your work, which that will show you two things. Number one, it will actually show you, okay, you actually believed in me for the wrong reasons, but you believe in me now because you see the work that I've been putting in, in the dark. Now you believe in me because the work is, the work is, uh, you know, it's the fruit is showing. So now you believe in me. So that'll show you who who actually supports you for real. But then also this will show you who supports you while you're working. So who shows up when you're in the middle, when you don't have things figured out, when you're still working, when you're still developing, when you're still building yourself and, and building your future, who shows up for you then? Oh, but now things are starting to work out. Now I got a little money in my pocket. Now I got a nicer car. Now I got this. Now I got a house. Oh, now you want to show up. Look who look who shows up while you're doing the work rather than when you're finished. You know, I think about Nehemiah, right? Nehemiah, you know, he got he got to work. The the people got to work with him. But the only people that showed up during the work 
and a little bit after was people who only was there to to complain and people who were there to only bring Nehemiah down. But notice as Nehemiah is building that wall, he has all those people with him. Who's with you while you're building? That's the, that's the biggest thing. Understand who's who's with you while you're building. And then also recognize who shows up when the when the work is done. Then that reveals a lot too. But let let's see who's around while you're building, while you're figuring it out. Let's see who's around then. Then number 2, here's another mindset that I want to take into 2022. Be okay with working for things and working for God and and growing and developing and and loving him. You know, obviously you continue to work with the congregation and with the elders and with with the youth group and with everybody there. Continue to work with them. But also wherever you are in life, continue to work for it by yourself. Right? Continue to work for it by yourself too. I think a lot of times we think we can't do something fully until something or someone else shows up. I can keep doing it now until that happens. I can keep doing that now until that happens. And so how do we how do we keep working for it? How do we keep celebrating it, you know, until things happen? Here's a couple ways um, that I've learned from from my parents and godly counsel. Stop looking for flattery. No matter what you do, don't look for it. Don't look for somebody to see it. Don't look for somebody to acknowledge it. Don't look for somebody to text you. Don't look for somebody to say, I appreciate it. Don't, don't look for anything. Don't look for flattery at all. Know that, know that you did it right. Know that the Lord saw it. And you and him, you guys celebrate it by yourself. Until somebody else sees, man, they're really celebrating it for the right reason. Number two. Another way we can do this is stop trying to impress or be somebody that you're not. You know, a lot of times, like like Sam and I just talked about in the previous podcast. Remember with Rebecca, right? And uh, what was that? Uh, what was that Exodus? No, that was Genesis, right? 24 with Rebecca and Isaac's servant. You know, Rebecca was just the person she was supposed to be. And then the Lord provided opportunities for her. So instead of trying to go out of your way to impress or to to show that you're this and show that you're that and show your potential of what you can be. Just do, do, do your job. So just do your job instead of trying to impress and be somebody that you're supposed to be. And then number three, here's a big one too. In order to complete this mindset, stop competing for attention. You know, this, this sounds easy, but it's, it's, it can be hard at times because if you're competitive, you know, ego gets in. Female or male, ego gets in. But again, let's go back to that Genesis 24 example. Remember all those women were by the well? Was Rebecca competing with them? Nope. Was Rebecca worried about, oh man, I, I wonder if if Isaac's servant sees me or, or sees, you know, those five other girls over there. Rebecca wasn't worried about that. Rebecca said, man, let me go get this. <laughs> Rebecca said, let me go get this water. <laughs> and then, oh, you thirsty too? Let me get you some too. Stop competing. You know, I, we can't, com- it, it just does you no good to compete for somebody's attention. Whether it's, it's, uh, it's your boss, whether it's, you know, your boss so they can see that, hey, I'm working hard, so I want, I want a raise or, 
you know, whether it's whatever, stop competing for attention. Just be who you're supposed to be. Do your job. Be where you're supposed to be at when you're supposed to be there. You know, have the right attitude when you're supposed to be there. Treat people the way you're supposed to treat them, whether they treat you the right way or not. Just just do your job as a Christian. And what is my job? My job is to evangelize and help people. My job is to train people. My job is to study with people. My job is to encourage people. My job is to pray for people. My job and your job is to do all those things that I just mentioned too. So I'm stop competing for attention. Rebecca never competed for that service attention. Rebecca just, it was another day for her. She did her job and the right person appreciated it. She he didn't have to she didn't have to go fight for that person's attention. She didn't have to worry about getting a text. She didn't have to worry about having a phone. She didn't have to worry about anything. Just do your job. Do your job. And so, you know, I, you're going back to that um, that documentary I saw. It's so funny because it showed a montage. And the first montage was Coach Belichick saying the message that he's been preaching championships later. Do your job, fellas. You do your job the right way. We'll win. But then it's funny. It shows 31 other coaches around the country saying the same things. But then it shows loss, 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 losing, loss, eliminated, loss, eliminated. And then it shows Patriots win. Because some people really don't believe the message. And this goes right into our third point. So what's the message that I need to believe and you need to believe moving forward in 2022? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Those that know me will understand that this, what I'm about to say is, is not in a, in a derogatory manner. Those that really know me for real know that I'm not saying this in a, in an ultimatum manner. They know I'm not saying this in a, in a, in a, in a mean manner. Those that know me understand it. But Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So that's the scriptural version of Jordan. Put your name there. Do your job. Seek first my kingdom. How do I do that? I grow in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. How do I do that? I help people who don't know Jesus. How do I do that? I continue to encourage those that do know Jesus. How do I do that? I keep growing to know Jesus more. Do your job every single day. Don't stop. But the question is, do you believe that message or not? Is seeking first the kingdom enough for you? Or do you feel like you got to do more? From personal experience, adding more to Matthew 6.33 makes life way more complicated. And I don't, and it's not like Matthew 6 hasn't been preached to me, hasn't been taught to me. But the more and more you just study and look at it and wise counsel tells you to do it, you're just like, man, why am I doing all this? Like, why am I being, why am I doing all this other stuff? Let me just seek first the kingdom. So like I said, those that know me know that what I'm about to say is not out of, a mean spirit or 
or ultimatum or evil. It's just, this is the mindset I'm just going to try to have moving forward. Matthew 6.33, moving forward, this is the train that I'm on. Okay, Matthew 6.33, and I hope you want to join me. This is the train that I'm going to be on. Matthew 6.33. So for those that are extreme, oh, does that mean you can't have fun? Does that mean you can't do this? Does that mean... No, Matthew 6.33, you can seek first the kingdom and go out and play laser tag. You can seek first the kingdom, you can go out to Six Flags. You can seek first the kingdom and go to camp. You can do all those things. So for those people in the back that like to be extreme about stuff, that, that was for them. But the train that I'm on, moving forward, I'm going to seek first the kingdom. And my mindset is going to be like Rebecca's. I, I learned a lot from her this year in Genesis 24. My mindset is, if you want to be on this train, I will happily, happily stop and let you on. Happily. Happily. I mean, there'll be refreshments on the plane, on, on the train. There'll be snacks. There'll be there'll be good people. There'll be good family. There'll be good, there'll be great things on that train. If you want on, I will stop and I'll be we'll be happy to have you on this train. But if you don't want to be on this train, Again, this is not in a mean or ultimatum or, or a evil attitude. But I'm not gonna stop just because you don't want to be you don't want to get on. For anybody. I don't, I'm not gonna stop just because you don't want to get on. I'm gonna keep going. And the thing about the train is the train is trying to excel to bigger heights. And the train is not me. The train is the gospel. I'm on that train. And that train is going to bigger heights. If you want to go, there's an extra ticket. There's there's more tickets if you want to come for all of you guys. But if you don't want to go, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. So that's the mindset that I want to keep having in 2022. And so as we looked at these things, again, comment. Let me know what you've learned so I can learn from the from the things that that you've learned um, as well in 2021. But I mean, there's there's been a lot of lessons that I've learned this year. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot that I'm going to learn in 2022. But I hope that as, as our introduction says, that we can continue to help each other learn and study and grow and not only help us be better, but help everybody else around us to be better. Again, this is none of this is ever about, you know, you're better or you're not willing to stop or you're not willing to help. You can go back to 150 episodes back. We've always said, let's stop, let's help. But it's a matter of do you want to do the work? Do you want to do the work? We can we can all do it together. We all can. I promise you the, the Bible promises we can all do this together. But you got to want to do it. You got to want to do it. You know, and the gospel train, it will stop and pick you up. But how sad would it be to know that, man, I had opportunity to get on that train and I missed it because I wanted this. I wanted that. I wanted this. I wanted that. It's just some things to consider. So lessons to learn in 2021 and things moving forward in 2022. Hope this was able to help you guys. It helped me tremendously. Um, 
it's just been amazing again this year to study with you. There's there's some great things happening for the podcast, Lord willing, in 2022. Um, it's just going to be great. I, I look forward to uh, to everything that the Lord has for this podcast and for me and for you. And, um, you know, I hope that we can keep doing this together, man. I appreciate you guys. Love all of you dearly. If you all ever need anything, uh, let me know. And um, I'll do my best to help you, but also to, to send you to people that can help you as well. Thank you guys so much. Have a great year, great Christmas, and Lord willing, we will see you in 2022. Thanks, guys.